Hi, I'm Sam Hawley. This is ABC News Daily. There's a flourishing jobs for mates culture in Australia, so it's hardly surprising when former politicians are appointed to lucrative overseas posts. But do we really have to accept it? Well, maybe not. In New South Wales, a former deputy premier was forced to relinquish a plum United States job after a public outcry. Now he's at the centre of an explosive inquiry. Today, Insiders host David Spears on integrity in politics and why voters are demanding more of it. Spearsy, there's been this inquiry in New South Wales into how a former New South Wales Deputy Premier, John Barillaro, was offered this really lucrative US-based Welcome trade job. to the sixth hearing of the Public Accountability Committee's inquiry into the appointment of Mr John Barillaro as Senior Trade and Investment Commissioner to the Americans. And so far, it's been a pretty wild ride. I mean, Sam, jobs for the boys are nothing new in Australian Mm -hmm. politics and even by New South Wales standards, a state that's had more than its fair share of brushes with integrity crises. This one has been, as you say, a wild ride. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity to attend today's inquiry to give evidence in what has shaped out to be an inquiry to clear my name. In a society where the presumption of innocence until proven otherwise and beyond any reasonable doubt is still sacrament, Being a politician or former politician does not revoke that fundamental... John Barillaro is the former Nationals leader, former Deputy Premier, former Trade Minister in New South Wales. Mm -hmm. And it was announced in June that he was heading to the United States. After leaving politics, he was to become the new Trade Commissioner for Investments New South Wales. On Friday, it was announced John Barillaro would be the state's Trade Commissioner to the Americas, with a salary package expected to top half a million dollars. Now, there was an understandable and immediate public backlash at this jobs for mates appointment. Mm. Two inquiries were announced within days of this being made public. One, uh, a parliamentary upper house inquiry. Another, announced by the Premier himself. Well, I've directed the Secretary of the Department of Premier and Cabinet uh, to conduct a review. Um, He will provide that report uh, to me. Um, I will review it. Um, and I will make it public. And the pressure became so intense that John Barillaro, well, really couldn't sustain this and he stepped away, announced that he would no longer be taking up the position. Okay, so people thought it was a bit fishy, I suppose, that this former trade minister was now going into this big trade job in the United States. So he, he did step aside from that position. He wasn't going to go anymore, but the inquiries went ahead anyway. So what are some of the key things, Speezy, we've learnt through this process, this inquiry process? Well, through the public hearings, we've heard some pretty explosive evidence uh, and pretty quickly indeed. Mm. John Barillaro's former Chief of Staff, Mark Connell, gave evidence that as early as 2019, John Barillaro had said that in conjunction with the Minister for Investment, Stuart Ayres, he had plans to create some six senior trade postings around the world, one of them in New York, and that he'd even said, uh, his Chief of Staff, Mark Connell, recounted 
uh, that the New York position was the job that he wanted to take after he got out of this place. Chief of Staff of the former New South Wales Deputy Premier John Barillaro has tabled an explosive statement. statement. He says Mr Barillaro tells him, this is it, this is the job for when I get the F out of this place. Mark Connell then says he reminded Mr Barillaro that the US trade roles that New South Wales had were based in California and claims Mr Barillaro said, I'll get them to put one in New York, that's where I'm off to. So it sounds like John Barillaro had wanted this job for a while. Well, that was the certainly the impression left by that evidence from his former mm. chief of staff, that he'd lined this up all along. Now, John Barillaro rejected that evidence. He suggested this conversation being recounted was fictitious and false. But look, that wasn't the only damning information or evidence given to that inquiry. Mm. Uh, the former public senior public servant, Jenny West, was also called to give evidence and she confirmed that she had been actually appointed to this trade role in New York uh, in August of last year. She'd started to pack up her life, get ready to move to the United States with her family and then was told just four weeks from getting ready to go that she would no longer have the job. She told me that I would not be getting the senior trade and investment commissioner role for the Americas. She said she was told that she would no longer have the position because it was going to be a present for someone. Ms Brown said that the position, and this is a quote, will be a present for someone. She added, and I again quote, you are an extraordinary performer and I am upset that this has happened. Okay, and we gather that by that she meant it was a present for John Barillaro, this former Deputy Premier. Indeed, indeed. And John Barillaro himself has then been fronting this committee to answer questions uh, this week. He'll give further evidence tomorrow. Look, he's already told the inquiry that he understands why some members of the public might view all of this as as suspicious and uh, be critical, but he has been adamant that the process has been completely independent. Mm. I applied for a public service job as a private citizen. Nothing excluded me in doing so. I followed the exact same process that was afforded to others. I went through several interviews, psychometric testing and a police check. I was offered a job. I accepted the job. Uh, however, we've also heard that there was contact between John Barillaro and the Minister for Trade, Stuart Ayres, as well as uh, contact with the Premier, Dominic Perrottet himself, to give him a heads up uh, that John Barillaro was going to apply for this role. Uh, but it was in particular the actions of Stuart Ayres, the Minister, uh, that, uh, well, were the most contentious and led to Stuart Ayres having to uh, resign himself as a Minister as well ahead of these hearings. Minister Ayres has resigned from his positions and, and DPC, the Department of Premier and Cabinet, um, we'll conduct an investigation. So, uh, look, further um, evidence given as well about an appointment of John Barillaro's girlfriend and former staffer to a position on a contract at Investments New South Wales. So all of this has been, well, more than murky. It's been very complicated and particularly damaging to the New South Wales government. That's the inquiry. It's pretty controversial. We're hearing some pretty extraordinary things out of it. And none of this, Spezzi, really sits well with the public, obviously. But are we really surprised by it? I mean, we all know, don't we, that politicians appoint their political mates to jobs overseas. We see it all of the time. We do. And yes, I think, you know, Australians have become used to this. 
I wouldn't say they've necessarily become comfortable with it or are applauding it when it happens, but you're right. Mm. Certainly at the federal level, let alone at the state level, um, we do often see former uh, politicians, former ministers, uh, and indeed, um, you know, former leaders appointed to some of these plum posts overseas. Uh, you know, we can look back to Andrew Peacock, uh, Kim Beasley, Joe Hockey, Arthur Sinodinas, just some of those who filled the one of the most important diplomatic roles, the ambassador to Washington. Governments and the major parties often argue that when it comes to these senior roles in particular, it helps to have that political experience and it helps to have that high-level political connection with the government of the day. But whether voters buy that, I'm not so sure. Appointing political mates to jobs overseas, it's not corrupt, right? It's not illegal. No. And look, it's it's not clear in the case of John Barillaro whether the New South Wales ICAC, the Independent Commission Against Corruption, would, would even be looking into this. But it does go to integrity in politics. And I think that's why voters have been aghast mm. at yet again, the New South Wales government being bro- embroiled in uh, an integrity scandal like this. Um, and I guess they see this whole Barillaro affair and his pursuit for that job as, as really lacking in integrity. We recently saw a report from the Grattan Institute that had a good look at this culture of jobs for mates and it concluded that it is undermining democracy and that people are increasingly unhappy about it. And it's referred to this as sort of grey corruption is the phrase, uh, this this constant pattern of appointing political friends, not just to these overseas posts, but to government boards and tribunals and agencies here as well. Uh, and it, 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 you know, it certainly may not fit the exact a definition of corruption that falls within that grey zone. And it is something that voters want addressed. Mm, okay, so how is it going to be addressed? How can we restore public confidence? Well, uh, certainly the establishment of a federal uh, integrity commission or anti-corruption commission is going to help whether it would look into those sorts of issues, how appointments like this uh, by a federal government are made, uh, that's less certain. Uh, But there are strong arguments that we do need greater transparency around these selection processes. Mm. If it's going to be a a position that's appointed by the public service, by an agency or department, uh, then that has to lay out the criteria. It has to be a publicly, uh, you know, we have to be able to publicly scrutinise that process If it still has to be a ministerial appointment or a cabinet-level appointment, well, again, why can't we have some transparency around the criteria? If they've selected someone from their side of politics to fill a plum post like this, at least explain publicly why that was the best candidate for the job Mm. and not someone with, uh, with expertise in this area. What has Labor said about this Integrity Commission? I mean, when's it going to set it up? When are we going to see it? Well, the federal government is now really in the final stages of drafting the legislation for this uh, anti-corruption commission. Uh, When Parliament sits again in about four weeks from now, it's expected to introduce the bill. The Attorney-General Mark Dreyfus has been meeting with integrity experts, legal minds. Uh, He's been meeting with many of the crossbenchers. He's also met with his counterpart uh, from the coalition, the Shadow Attorney-General Julian Lisa. So they'll introduce that legislation. It will then go to possibly two inquiries, a House inquiry and a Senate inquiry. It still wants to have this legislated through both uh, houses by the end of the year. That may be ambitious. It'll depend on how long those inquiries run. But exactly what it looks at, whether it looks in these areas of grey corruption, as it's called, all of that will really be left to the Commission itself to decide once it's up and running. 
Mm, okay, it sounds like, Speedy, it can't come soon enough. Well, indeed, I think anything that can improve voters' understanding uh, of this, of why uh, you know uh, political mates are sometimes chosen for these roles, will go some way, I think, to restoring integrity in politics. David Spears is the host of Insiders. The parliamentary inquiry into the John Barillaro affair will continue next week. This episode was produced and mixed by Chris Dengate. Additional production by Flint Duxfield. Our supervising producer this week is Sydney Pete. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. You can find all our episodes of the podcast on the ABC Listen app. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.